Sometimes the small stuff is small and the big stuff is big. But like an iceberg, sometimes the small stuff reveals a huge problem underneath the surface. On this episode, you're going to find out how to be honest with God. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome to this Inverse episode on, uh, on stewardship. We've been talking about a whole quarter. We're on episode, we're on a, we've been doing a lot of episodes this quarter, and I don't know what number we're on, but thank you for joining us nonetheless. Um, we're on number seven. Oh, seven. Um, and we're going to have a word of prayer. We're going to read a Bible verse, and we're going to get into this because we don't have a lot of time. So I'm going to ask Jared, can you pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Give us clear minds and pure hearts and wisdom from the Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Our starting verse is in chapter 16, verse 10 of the Gospel of Luke. And uh, Kelly, can you read that for us? Yes, Luke 16, 10 says, He who is faithful in what is least is, faith, is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Okay, thanks, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Braxton, Sebastian? Uh, your, your name. Appreciate the military <laughs> reference. Absolutely. <laughs> Former military guy. Um, what is chapter 16, verse 10, talking about? I, this is a wonderful verse. I love it. Right. But if you're not careful, this can be kind of a mouthful and kind of a tongue twister that Callie had a hard time with reading. I did. Oh, sure. what's going on there? <laughs> I've had my share too. So. Well, I, I think the, the first thing that Christ is dealing with here is the fact that little things are the greatest predictor of how you're going to handle mm. bigger things, mm -hmm. right? So notice that he says, he who is, right, it's present tense, is faithful in what is least, mm -hmm. is faithful also in much, mm -hmm. right? So the little things are truly the gauge mm -hmm. of what you'll be faithful in anything. Mm -hmm. So as it goes bigger, as it goes smaller, it doesn't matter. And there's a lot of young people out there who, after having maybe bad experiences at church or whatever, they'll say, man, why do people make a big deal about these little things? What can we say <laughs> to that about that? Jared, I, I think I'm that, squinting here and you're feeling some pain. Well, your angst here. I, I think that there's nuance here yeah, because nuance. sometimes church folk, away. Yeah. church folk can sometimes make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, it's true. Right? Very true. And sometimes, you know, we have critical and negativity and unfortunately the church doesn't always reflect the character of yeah. Christ. So I think I sympathize with anyone who's yes. been burned yes. having little things pointed out in their lives. But at the same time, um, you know, as a person who's had those experiences, mm -hmm. giving um, not just the church, but 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 scripture, the principles of, of scripture and God's word and God, the benefit of the doubt and saying, God mentions little things and big things, and He doesn't really distinguish between mm. the two. So yeah. if He gives us something that seems like a small thing, mm -hmm. but it, He takes it very seriously, mm -hmm. there's probably a good reason why He does that in His Word. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I would ask that person, if they're saying, you know, I have an issue with these small things, my question would be why? Mm. Not why do you have an issue with small things in general, why do you have an issue with this small thing? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes pe things aren't explained, mm -hmm. so sometimes like, do it because I said so. And that's true, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. So you should know why you're doing this small thing. So it is that it is that imposition of something without an explanation yeah. that that can be unfair. So right. What what is the issue with that individual? Okay. I think Sebastian. that's that's the real core thing, right? Because I think what what you know, Jared, what you're really getting at is the methodology, right? But not necessarily the littleness of the thing, mm. right? Because I think 
there are no little sins to God, right? Mm -hmm. There is no little disobedience to God. And when you look at Adam and Eve, right, this is what my response would be, is to say that God tells you of every tree of the garden, you may freely, freely eat, eat. Mm -hmm. but just this one tree. Don't eat that one. Right? Don't eat this one. It's like, what kind of rebellion, right? I remember researching this. You're, you're like thousands of different types of trees. Hmm. So you're like, of all the trees, you had to get this one tree. Mm -hmm. And it goes to show you that the littleness of the restriction shows the depth of the rebellion. Mm. The, re hey, the say restriction. Say, say that one more time. Say that one more time. So we're going to get to Jerry. You got, you got to say that. So, that. That was so good. You got to say that one more time. The littleness of the restriction. The littleness of the restriction. Meaning shows all that we can't do, according to what the Bible says, is really, 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 really incrementally small. Yes, yeah, compared to what, we, to what we, we can do. do. Yes. Okay. Okay. And that shows the depth of the rebellion. And church doesn't always always highlight that. Often. It really shows yeah. like the, yes. it kind of accentuates the restriction. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. Jared. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that the restriction is made in the context of abundance, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't, don't do this. Here's mm -hmm. some parameters that God gives on this. And frankly, for Adam and Eve, the parameters may not always make sense, and we take God simply at His word because it's He, you know, He says it, and we have the co the greater context of the cross and His love and His goodness to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to trust you in this, even though it may not make sense. And I think, we're seeing in yeah. sociological studies that a lot of millennials have issues with. Um, with, with spiritual things, but when given an explanation, they totally uh, accept conservative, traditional values when mm. explained. But when they're unexplained, they attribute to just the habits of tradition and mindlessness, which I think that's a very honest perspective that they had. And I think just to kind of push back on what we're saying is there's a difference between questioning things and doubting things. Mm. So if a, if, a young person, if a young person comes and asks, you know, why do we do this in church. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily saying, this is terrible, we shouldn't do this. Mm. They're just asking why. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes people can just be like, well, this is dumb, I don't get it, whatever. You may give them a good answer and they still continue to right. rebel. And that's that can a different happen. category. That can totally happen. That is just like, well, I don't like it and I'm doubting it because I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. But when someone comes, especially when a young person comes and just asks for an explanation, mm -hmm. people shouldn't take that as a challenge of authority. Mm -hmm. They just want to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's that's owed to them. God mm -hmm. explains himself. Mm -hmm. If you're a young adult on out there and you're, you're watching the show and maybe you you have a question and maybe there's something that the church has done it's a small little thing and you got to ask you're asking why do we do this or why can we do this or can't we do this and da, 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 da. Uh, join us on social media on Facebook go to inverse Bible and ask us the question either mm -hmm. through DM or whatnot and comment share and, and let's get the conversation going and get some explanations from the Bible that is if you believe the Bible to be a, <laughs> a foundation of your faith and, which is and, uh, very important is, and yes. we talk about it in different episodes so you want to look at a different uh, season uh, but but let's get the conversation going and let's move forward together yeah, yeah. okay let's keep going keep on going let's go to genesis chapter 28 genesis chapter 28 love the stories of genesis uh first chapter 28 verse 14 in jared can you read it when you get there and uh look at some 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 principles there genesis chapter yeah, 28 verse 14 14, sorry, here we go. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds. Genesis 28. 28. 28. Genesis 20. Oh. <laughs> That's Getting you, you sorry, got the man. old King James Version. That's okay. We have a new King. <laughs> 28, 14. Okay, chapter 28. 28. Mm -hmm. 14. Verse okay, 14. Thank you. I about read 16. Mm. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. 
and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Okay, here's God is speaking to, to Jacob. Okay, go to verse 15, Sebastian. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Okay, verse 16, Callie, what happens to Jacob? Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Mm. Verse 17. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Okay, I read from verse 18. Jacob rose early in the morning and took a stone that he had at his head and set up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, and the name of that city had been loose previously. Verse 20, Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I, will co- I, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And all that I give you, that all of all that you give me, mm-hmm. I will surely give a tenth to you. Okay, so I'm going to break this passage down. Wonderful story. Um, one of the, not a popular Bible story, but what's going on here? Jared? Jacob has an encounter with God, mm-hmm. and God fulfills, uh, pledges again to fulfill his promises. Nothing new. He did the same thing for, mm-hmm. for his forefathers, right? So, but he's making this, this covenant, really, with, mm-hmm. with God and, and expressing his love and his commitment to God. And part of that includes returning to God a tenth of his possessions, mm-hmm. which we call tithe today. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's critical to note in the passage that this is Jacob's response of his own self. Mm. Right? God didn't say... He doesn't mention te- tithe anywhere No, he doesn't there. say, your descendants will be yeah. as the dust of the earth, and I will bless you, and all the friends of the earth will be blessed. Just make sure you give me a tenth. Right. right, of everything I give you. No, this is a... His heart response. This is exactly a heart response to the fact that the Lord is in this place. I've yeah. met with God. How awesome is this? He's so moved, right, that he makes a, a commitment, a vow to give a percentage of all, mm-hmm. right, back to God mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. right? And, and all he's saying is, if you're going to keep your promise, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show you that there needs to be a reciprocity that's intrinsic to our relationship to Christ, mm-hmm. right? There needs to be a response, whatever Jesus gives, whatever Jesus does for me, in me, around me, in my life. I love that. There, there's, there always needs to be a response. Uh, I think that's the basis for worship. That's the basis for praise. That's yes. really the basis for a relationship. There's, God has always been the first mover, the first actor, the mm-hmm. first one to do something, and there's always a response needed on our end. If there's no natural heart response, then maybe we're not seeing what God is really doing in our lives. Uh, I love that. I love that. This is something, Justin, if I could just jump in yeah, real yeah, quick, sure. that is part of the culture of this early biblical, patriarchal, monotheistic family. This is Abraham's heart response. Mm-hmm. When he came and he gave a tenth of everything he had to the priest Melchizedek. So it's interesting. You don't, again, as you mentioned, I think this is key. God doesn't mandate this, yeah. but this is just something that they understood. And it's a part of, of this family mm-hmm. that they are faithful in, in giving mm-hmm. what they have mm-hmm. back to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, coming from the, West, the Western world, but of the Eastern background, you see this in the Middle East and you in the Near East and also the far, 
by the weird of the Lots far of far east. <laughs> far, far, um, far, far. Like that when something good has happened, the natural response is to give something back. So when we go mm. over someone's house, we always bring something. We always mm -hmm. um, like, hey, you guys came to the TV show here, and they give you something. And it's, it's. I mean, I haven't given. I'll be looking for my favorite, Justin. You now. Yeah. yeah. We'll get you some chocolate. <laughs> um, but we're always giving. But in a Western context, it's just like, thanks for coming over. See ya. Yeah. And then it's it's That's more true. of an equal kind of uh, a transactional thing. And so, yeah. so appreciate the cultural, there is cultural thing, mm -hmm. God is one element of this culture in that sense, and, the, and truth is mm -hmm. being taught through this culture. Let me ask you this, what are some, some experiences that you guys have had where you have returned tithe or, or you, you're giving back to the Lord, some heart responses that include money or maybe not money, but in our context it's definitely money because well, that's would, the currency that we use. I would think about, you know, there was a couple years ago I took my wife and only had two children at the time and we went, we were planning to go on a mission to the Middle East. Mm. And in this uh, trip we were taking, I'd saved up the money, I was in London and I was ready to sit and book the tickets. Mm -hmm. I go to you know, book the tickets and it says your card is declined. So you check your bank account. Look at my bank account. I saved up, you know, thousands of dollars for four tickets, mm -hmm. right, to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And my account said negative $30, mm. right? Eesh. And it was basically drafting from my savings at this point. Mm. And so I was like, what? And then I'm looking like, who is this, right? So all these phone numbers and I find out it's the IRS, right? Wow. And they're like, oh, we, we drafted this money, right, from your account. Now, God still worked it out to get me there, but I'm overseas, so I can't mm -hmm. call. So anyway, I get wait, 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 hold on, hold on yeah. to the thought. I mean, this is a this is a gripping story, but we got to take a break here. If you want to find out what happened, if Sebastian went to jail, if the IRS got him, you want to come back after the break. After this, has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there. Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. You're going to want to hear this. Uh, did Sebastian, did you go to jail after that? What happened? Did the IRS get to you? No, I lived. The IRS <laughs> let me remain in my freedom in, in the Middle East. Amen. Um, but what happened was I, I finished, we finished the mission. We came back home and we were establishing a new, a new house. Mm. And I had this, all this mail that had accumulated um, in our forwarding address in our P.O. box. So as we're open this mail, we're looking to move, right? I'm sorting through, I mean, literally hundreds of pieces of mail. And one of them's from the IRS, <gasps> right? So I was like, oh, brother, more money, right? So I <laughs> crack open this letter, look, and they're like, actually, we overdrafted your account by mm. X amount of thousands of dollars. Wow. Here's a check. Wow. And the check was basically dated for the exact time, right, when after I got there to the Middle East and everything and I started receiving other income, right, I was paying tithe because mm -hmm. I was like, well, I should be saving, but now I literally have nothing to get back home from mm -hmm. the Middle East. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, right, I had saved up while I was working in the Middle East to make money to fly my family home to the States because mm -hmm. they took all our money to get our round trip tickets and come to find out that all that money they drafted was immediately returned to me. Mm. Mm. And when I remember when it happened, my wife and I turned to each other and we just immediately went to pray together. Yeah. And just to thank the Lord and say, Lord, yeah. you know, this shows us that when we're faithful in giving you, even from our poverty, yeah. even from our little, God is faithful to return. And basically, it was like an IRS savings account. Yeah. I'm putting this money aside for when you need it later. Mm. I mean, some people feel uncomfortable when we talk about spiritual things and money, but mm. the Bible has a lot to talk about money, a lot to talk about tithe, because mm. money is, it's, it is life. It's, it's real life 
real living, and yeah. so it makes it real. I mean, I, who we all know the tension when it comes to, yeah. to money and stuff. Yeah. Right. I'll say um, when I was Bible working in Michigan a few years ago, um, so Bible working, right, going to different homes, giving Bible studies, you're not paid the most. Um, and so one time <laughs> I was helping out a friend with some financial needs they had for their car, so I gave them that, and then the rest of my money went to tithe and offerings. And so I had no money to get my oil changed, and I had no money to buy food for that week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, we'll just figure it out. So I went to give my Bible studies for that day, and I went through, it was fine, it was a great time. Uh, one family ended up feeding me, and I really praised the Lord for that. But then I came to my last Bible study. So mm-hmm. I gave it, and as soon as I had my last prayer, the wife left the room. Like, she, was, she looked really agitated. I was like, did I say something? Like, did I do something bad in the Bible study? But she went Probably. into her room. Yeah. Anyways, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> she came back. She's like, oh, Cal, can you come to the kitchen real quick? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I came in. She just looked so upset. I was like, yes. And she's like, so the whole time you were praying, God was like, give Callie $70. So can I just give it to you? Can you make it stop? Like, just here's the money. Mm. I was like, uh, yeah. Thank you, actually. I need groceries. I need to change my oil. She's like, okay, I don't feel crazy now. (laughs) But like, that was just such a direct answer. That's what I needed. And God literally spoke to this woman. Just give Callie the money. And God provided in that supernatural way. Wow. Wow, so we just need more uncomfortable people all around Basically. Us. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> can, I, can I jump on this? Yeah, because no, Since we're sure. like having hey, story is, time right now. Tell your story. Tell your story. Okay, so. Testify. So, right? So I, I just started, this is very early in my experience where I'm starting to learn, like, how to walk with Jesus and mm. understanding this this whole tithing thing and mm. you know now what I do is is when I get my increase when I get my check we do our best to pay God's tithe return God's tithe because it's mm. his he asked for it he's given us everything so we're returning him a portion and doing that first and that way he he, he blesses the rest of it and we've seen that mm-hmm. but early on it's like oh yeah and I've got some left over for God yeah, and, I'll give it and that can get you into trouble because when you wait till the end then it's like well I really I really need this for other stuff and mm-hmm. so I'll you know don't month. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll you know pay out of next month or whatever but so anyway I was I was doing that and I went to church and I had a $20 bill and I was just like I need to put this I need to put this in the, in the plate but I didn't really want to put the $20 and, and I didn't want to make change like in the plate and put in 20 and take out 10. So I just said, all right. I'm just There's always one of those in every church. I'm that dude. I'm that dude. So, so I, I put it in and I, I just had peace. Anyway, um, later um, that afternoon, you know, we had a meal after, after church and a little, a little old lady came up. And uh, she saw me, you know, I was growing in my faith. I was 20 years old, hmm. you know. Oh, God bless you. And, and she kind of like patted me on the chest. Or, anyway, uh, oh, Watch you out, know, man. thank you. I know, right. <laughs> anyway, she had slipped She had slipped a $20 bill into the breast pocket oh, wow. of my shirt uh, as a way to say, God bless you. I want to support you. Wow. It's like literally... In an hour or two, God had returned to me what I returned to him. Now, the crazy thing is this, okay? My friend Ben was at church also. He was planning to go to university in another state. Hmm. Sometime before, he had $20 in his pocket, you know, pulling his keys out or something. He, He lost his $20. As he was cleaning out his car, getting ready to leave town to go back to the university, he found $20. He said, great, I need some gas money. And the Holy Spirit was like, um you were going to give that to me? Mm. And he thought, 
yeah, I was. So he's wrestling with this too. He puts his $20 in the plate. After I'd got mine back, I told him the story and I said, this is what happened to me. I had this struggle over whether I was going to be faithful to God or not. And he gave it back to me. He said, bro, she got me too. <laughs> like, I love this woman. He, he, he returned. He was, he, was, he was faithful to God. So like, that's not coincidence, man. Right. And, yeah. and that was very early in my Christian experience. And that has given me just faith in God that, you know, if you're faithful to me, I'll take care of you. I mean, you're not going to be a millionaire. You're not going to be rich. You're not going to have everything you desire, but you will have everything you need. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And I've carried that with me ever since. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 27 and kind of highlight your three stories here. Appreciate you guys sharing here. Um, Leviticus 27. Leviticus is one of those, one of those books in the Old Testament. I I love the book of Leviticus. Amen. Amen. I said that's one of those books. One of those books. Uh (laughs) Chapter 27, verse 30. And the Bible says, Braxton, why don't you read that for us because you love it so much. Absolutely. (laughs) With joy. (laughs) And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. Mm -hmm. It is holy to the Lord. Mm-hmm. This tithe is one-tenth of all your increase, and I think one, one commonality that the, the three of you are bringing out is this is holy. This mm-hmm. is not a sacrifice on my end. It's not mine to begin with. It is the Lord's to begin with, set apart. I need mm-hmm. to give it back to Him. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, if you're going to share, I'm going to share a story too. <laughs> we were in the middle of transition, and at some point we had to sell our old house, and we had purchased a new house, mm-hmm. and the timing of it worked out so that at one point, there's one day where I had two mortgages. I had two houses. I was the owner of two houses. Our previous house was not selling, and the the month was coming up where I had to pay a payment on both houses. Mm. So I'm praying to the Lord. I'm I'm saying, Lord, do you do you know what it is like to have two mortgages in North America? Mm. You know, and I'm thinking, look, I'm I'm a kid. I don't want to be an adult. Now I'm an adult. I got two mortgages now, and there's bills to pay and all these things. And I have my bank account, and I had not paid my tithe yet. Mm. So I'm thinking, maybe I'll save my tithe, and I'll pay off my my mortgages. my mortgages. And if I have some left over, the Lord will understand. Mm. He's so kind, and he's so good. And he is. He is these things. Amen. But I was saying, Lord, Lord, you don't you don't know what it's like to have two mortgages, and and if if this house doesn't sell, then and this is how foolish you know oh, you, you don't know your mind. You, you, you rationalize. Having two bills. Lord, I got kid, I got a wife. I mean, you know yep. what's going on. And as 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 I was praying there, I could not get off my knees with a good conscience, mm-hmm. resolved that way. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. All right, and I just couldn't get. I just <laughs> could not get up. Hmm. And I was, and I realized this principle that tithe is holy not meant for mortgages. Yeah. Or you know, anyway, not for my mortgage at that point in time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I paid tithe. Mm-hmm. That evening my first house sold. Mm-hmm. And there was only I, I was I had two houses That's for absurd. one day. And I was at the end of the day I was like, "Lord, you do know what it's like to have two mortgages." <laughs> you sure does. You know what it's like to have a bazillion mortgages. <laughs> you sure my does. bank account I surrender it to you. Mm, Amen. And and the Lord has carried us through in every other... But that markedly, Mm. because, you know, sometimes my temptation is like, Lord, if I want to give tithe on five bucks, it's easy. But a a tithe on, you know, the larger the amount goes, (laughs) this just shows you the stinginess of my heart and my unconvertedness. But but the Lord knows. Justin, the the Word of God says that the tithe is holy. Mm -hmm. But it's these kind of experiences that demonstrate the goodness of God yeah. in 
in really honoring that and reaffirming that, that the tithe is holy. And when you act in faith, like there's a blessing and uh, these circumstances are not just mm-hmm. um, random convergences. Yeah. Right. No, this is this is the living God yeah. who honors the faith of his people and sometimes puts us to the test okay. in order to to demonstrate to show the reality of his yes. holiness. Yeah. And one thing that always comes back to mind, we already looked at in Genesis, where his point was, I'm going to give you 10% of all that you give to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so our first our first instinct, right, when when my paycheck hits my bank account, my first thing is um, you know, to put the, the tithe away, but to have that mindset of this literally does not belong to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, I'm going to choose to, I'll make this God's. It was already God's. Mm-hmm. Whether I acknowledge that or not is, is my choice, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change the, the truthfulness of it. I think of it also, there have been times where I've gone in on projects together mm-hmm. uh, with other friends and I've gotten paid for all of us. So the bank, the, the check hits my account and I have to give it to everyone else. Mm-hmm. When that check hits my account, it's not like, oh, should I keep this? Like, no, it's for my friend. Like it's mm-hmm. literally their paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so viewing it that way, when, when the money comes in, all of this is a gift of God mm-hmm. and God has only asked for me to give this part back. Mm-hmm. And, this is, and this is why I think Special. stewardship reveals itself most practically in tithe, yeah. right? Because tithe is that basic fundamental asset test, mm-hmm. right? To say, well, if you can recognize it with this 10%, right. you'll recognize it in every other aspect of life. Right. The rest you get to keep, still use it wisely as a steward. Because you recognize mm-hmm. that, okay, well, like you said, I'm returning what already belongs to God. Yep. He's trusting me, as we talked about in previous episodes, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna be faithful in returning to him what is his? Mm-hmm. And the excitement about that is that, okay, if God is doing this when I return 10% to him, sorry, to him, <laughs> <laughs> if I return 10% to him in terms of the money that already belongs to him, mm-hmm. right, how much more when the stewardship is over, you know, my body, mm-hmm. the stewardship is over my family, and I'm returning to God what is his, and recognizing my wife, my children, you know, this home is not mine. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that my wife and I, we also decided when we moved into this new house per that money that we wanted to give at least one of the major rooms in our house to God. Mm-hmm. And that's the prayer room. It's like this room is for God because we have this house because of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that was clear. You, didn't see this, you see this principle all throughout scripture. I mean, you tithe your house with that one room in that <laughs> sense. But like God yeah, asks us a tenth of our, <laughs> our finances and then he also asks for our time. Yep. Yes. Instead of uh, 100% of our time, he asked for one full day, the seventh day, to be set apart just mm-hmm. for spiritual focus and spirituality yep. and, and spending time with the Holy Spirit. So this is something that's a great indicator for all of us that when you have to give tithe, what's your, excuse, what's your, what's your natural heart response? It's not about the finances. It's a diagnosis of where you are spiritually. Hopefully it's not just 10%, but you're giving your heart, your 100% of yourself, the Lord. That's my prayer. I know I feel convicted after hearing our stories here. Mm. Hope you, you're convicted to give more and more to the Lord mm-hmm. of our hearts. Hope you enjoyed your time at Inverse. God bless you. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.